0: about some shoulder and hand injuries that are common um, to all of us. So tonight we have a really big program. We have three guests with us tonight. So at times I'm going to just make sure I'm, you know who's speaking so we don't get confused. And because it's December and because it's very close to the holiday season which is fast approaching us and I think that starts like the week of Thanksgiving when we're all getting ready to do our holiday cooking and we're starting with Our pies, And, you know, there's a lot of vegetables for the holiday, but they're laden with butter and with cream. As I watched myself buy all that stuff and put it into my traditional recipes and tried to make healthier options. But I'm like, oh, it's not going to taste the same. And now we're into the whole Christmas thing and Hanukkah thing. And you get the cookies and the latkes and all those fun things that we love to enjoy this time of year. And you should enjoy them. But we also know that they can pack on the pounds. And for those of us that are not perfectly healthy to begin with, and we cheat a little bit more over the holidays, we add on only more pounds and say we're going to be better in January, and that doesn't always happen. So we thought tonight it would be a great idea to bring with us our team of experts from St. Mary's Hospital who can help us focus on our diet and our exercise during the month of December so that when January hits and the bad weather Ooh, that's a bad word. And the bad weather hits and we can't really do that exercise. And we are kind of couch potatoes and we think we're going to eat right and don't. This team is going to help us to stay really honest during that holiday season. So I have with me, I'll, st- I'll start closest to my right, because she's my oldest friend. <laughs> and one of my peers, Sue Journey, who's a registered nurse, which is your best title. Thank you. From Robert. St. Mary's Hospital, and she is our coordinator of our bariatric services at St. Mary's Hospital. But you're a clinical manager, and you're also in charge of our pre-admission piece to surgery. Yes, I am. Right? So um, we have Sue with us tonight because she works really closely with our bariatric patients and knows the difficulties that a lot of these patients face and helps us with our support group. We also have with us Noan Beebe, who is newer to us. Noan, how long you have been with us?
1: About 10 months now. 10 months? It's almost a year. It's
0: almost a year. No one is an amazing registered dietitian. And I'm going to say amazing because since she's come to St. Mary's Hospital, the changes that have happened, not only with our inpatient, but with our outpatient clientele and with our bariatric program, are imaginable. So I'm so happy to have you with us tonight. You're going to give us all the tools tonight, right? Yes, all the I tips. Will. I'll try. <laughs> and calling live from up in the northwest corner of the state is shannon newman who is our exercise physiologist hi shannon
2: Hi, how are you? Good, how are
0: you? I'm putting the headsets on. I had them off, and I'm like, well, i got to put them on because i got to hear Shannon. I forgot. (laughs) Hi, Shannon. So Shannon is our exercise physiologist who is in charge of our cardiac rehab program at St. Mary's Hospital, but she's also helped to start a bariatric wellness program that we're going to talk about later in the program. And Shannon's going to also give us some tips on how to stay healthy during the month of December in our exercise. So thank you, Shannon, for calling in. Thank you. So we are going to start tonight. I want to turn it over to my team. And Sue, you and I sat together last week because we thought we were on last week, but that... We got, bumped. <laughs> we got bumped. We, <laughs> we got bumped. bumped, but we're here tonight and if anyone has questions tonight, I want to make sure I throw the phone number out and if you're loyal listeners to WHR, you know the number but I'll give it again, 203-757-1320 because this definitely is a call-in and it's definitely a time to um, reach out to our team of experts. So again, um, Sue, when we talked last week, we were talking about holiday eating and we were talking about holiday wellness. So I'd like to focus on holiday wellness because I think it's a broader topic than just the food.
3: I agree, Robin. I think that the most important thing that we have to remember when we have our holidays is that we have to just go back to the true meaning of the holidays. And we want to focus on the traditions, focus on the family, focus on the fun and the friends. We want to try to downplay the importance of food. And I know that's a really difficult thing. Oh, my gosh, that's so hard. I I know, especially if you have that, uh, you know, cultural background that just loves the food, and I am one of those people, so I could totally appreciate that. But they talked about a lot of different ways that we can just bring back that family tradition, and I think that uh, our, our kids would like that a lot more, too. Uh, they talked about making new traditions, mm. you know, instead of sitting at home, you know, Go sledding, starting to go skating again, go hiking. We don't have any snow. I know, but we will. <laughs> we definitely we will. We could do a Christmas uh, trot, kind of like a turkey trot, That's right? exactly right. We could. Uh, take your kids out, walk in the woods, get the greens, and make your own wreaths, and make your so own, true. you know, decorations. And walk stuff further to tree. cut that
0: Christmas tree, right? Yes, Instead of Christmas tree Yes. Lot.
3: And then when you, we go... When we go Christmas shopping, we're supposed to park farther away mm. and we're supposed to walk in instead of getting the closest spot to the, you know, to the oh, store Oh, I know, entrance. just to get our bags in the, true. But if you make frequent trips, then you're moving around for a little plus bit. We're,
0: plus, <clears> plus with today, and I'm sure that, you no know, one you see this too, there's so many people shopping online. So mm-hmm. for convenience purposes, so you're not even out there doing that. No, yeah. you're shopping online.
1: One thing that I suggest, too, is, um, you know, in the spirit of being festive, a lot of the towns, you know, have the holiday strolls where you can get out and, you know, shop around, but you're walking. Right. And, I mean, I did that on Friday night in Wallingford, and it was, you know, I got some exercise in, but I still got some Christmas shopping done.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um,
1: and I was outside, and, you know, it was, it was a festive mm-hmm. event. So there's definitely stuff like that you can do other than sitting in your PJs at your computer so doing true. the online shopping. And which I think is okay
0: too. I so. think we're so busy that we see that as, you know, a way of getting just getting it done. But in what you said Sue just a few minutes ago about new traditions, you know, maybe get your kids out of the computer because that's all they do and show them that going to local stores and local businesses and doing these strolls. I think that's a great idea. It is a great mm-hmm. idea. It is a new tradition. It's a lot of the smaller towns have the tree lightings. Shannon, I I know that you live up in the northwest corner, right?
2: Um, actually, I'm in I'm in the south. You're in the south. Oxford. Oh, you're
0: in (laughs) Oxford. Well, right near you in Seymour, they do that.
2: Yes, there's a lot to do, and you know, this year we should actually take advantage of this warmer weather too. (laughs) So true. You know, a lot of times, um, you know, we would take out you know my daughter to go look at Christmas lights, and we drive her around. Right. And this year it's warm enough, so you could travel to, you know, if your neighborhood isn't exactly festive, you could drive to a neighborhood, but then get out and walk and go look at the lights and walk around and look at the lights because it is so nice out now. I mean, Saturday is supposed to be in the 60s. Oh, I
0: know. I'm so happy.
2: You know, so everybody so needs to take advantage of it this time of year because this never happens.
0: No, it doesn't. And it helps, you know, because we're going to be eating more and eating differently during the month of December. You can exercise those, those calories
2: off a bit. It, it you know it, there's no excuses this year you can't say that it's too war- or too, <laughs> too cold. cold to go outside
0: and you know Shannon, you bring up a good point and and because you're in charge of our cardiac rehab program, I want to throw this out there quickly because it is warmer, and it's better for your cardiac patients to exercise in the warmer weather versus outside in the colder weather
2: it def well it's better for everybody. Mm. Um, you know, because realistically, as soon as you go outside and if it's cold out, you know, everything's going to constrict. It's going right. to be harder to breathe. It's going to be harder to, you know, g- get your muscles warm. It's going to be hard to get your circulation going. You know, all your blood vessels constrict. So, you know, because your body is trying to retain the body heat that it has. Right, definitely. Um, you know, so, you know, everybody, we always say, if you, if it does get cold, you know, if you're going to go take a walk at night, You know, try to cover your face at least with some type of scarf or some type of something to make sure, you know, you use the collar of your jacket or something, you know, so at least you're not inhaling all that cold air, (laughs) Um, you know, so that'll make it a little bit easier. And don't go, you know, lifting heavy snow, which we don't have to worry about right now. Right. Thank Um, goodness. (laughs) But, you know, as far as, you know, taking advantage of of the the warmer temperatures right now, it's going to be better for everybody. You know, to go take their walks and everything else while it's warmer out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, Sue, when we were talking again last week, one of the things that we talked about is we tend to set ourselves up for failure. So maybe you want to talk a little bit about touching your base on that a little bit.
3: Well, we do. And I think that this is a really difficult time to decide you're going to start a diet. Yeah. I think that we need to have the mindset that. We're going to maintain our weight, and we're going to make healthier choices right now. And then I know everybody, you know, coming the new year, everybody makes those New Year's resolutions that, uh, you know, we set up for, (laughs) and and we want to make sure that we stick to it. But during the holidays, you know, it's really difficult to say, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. So if you decide you're going to just... Have a healthier lifestyle and make healthier choices during that time you won 't gain any weight, which is a really positive thing and you 'll feel a lot better too
0: and I think we eat on the run no one I, I, you know that 's one thing I wanted to talk about i mean before we talk about actually the food that you know could help us get through this time we eat on the run because we're so busy because, you know, you're running from, I know myself last night, I ran from work, I ran to the mall to do something really quickly, and then I ran to the store and I'm like, what can I possibly make quickly? You know, that's going to, I can just throw on the stove, throw my sweats on, and I'm not going to be standing at the stove till 8 o'clock at night.
1: Right, yeah. So you
0: grab food on the run.
1: Yeah, and we all know that, you know, the food in the food courts and stuff like (sighs) that at the mall is, you know, not quite as healthy. Um, We did, Sue and I did a little bit of research on some of the things that you can buy in a food court setting, that oh, might a be oh, a little yeah, bit really healthier, um, <laughs> lower in calories at least. Um, so, but one of the one of the real surprising ones we found was a Cinnabon is 880 calories. Oh. Oh my goodness! So you know, a quick snack here and there—you know—it really can add up. Um, at 180
0: calories, mm-hmm. that's a lot of <laughs> points. I think that's a lot of points, Johnny. Johnny's just saying that,
1: but it's <laughs> yeah, so, so good. good.
0: <laughs> my mother would totally agree with you, Johnny. <laughs> Shannon, how far do I have to walk to get that one off?
2: You know what? The the rule of thumb is 100 calories per mile. So you're oh. looking
1: at about between eight and nine miles you'd have to walk to burn Just off. Just to that burn bun off that bun. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> and I don't think you would get that in at the mall alone. No. So so, no. What's, so what's some
0: of the good choices at the mall we could take?
1: <clears throat> so some of the good choices. Um at any you know, if you can get a grilled chicken salad anywhere, um that's probably one of your best bets. And then without dressing, you're looking at about two hundred and fifty calories. So it just you just have to make smart dressing choices. So if you can do a little bit of oil and vinegar, maybe a little bit more vinegar than oil, that'll save you some calories. Now, let me
0: ask you a question about dressings, mm-hmm. because this brings up a point. Is it true that the dressings that are low-fat or the dressings that are no-fat dressings sometimes have higher sugars in them?
1: Yeah, that can be true, because, you know, the, the manufacturers want them to taste good. Right. So sometimes they'll take away something that is traditionally unhealthy and they'll add in something else and
0: oil and vinegar is still your best option i know you shouldn't drown it in oil but olive mm-hmm. oil is such a good food source for right. us that it's a
1: healthier fat it's a healthier fat so yeah if anything go with the olive oil and i mean it's hard to find a salad dressing that's a pre-made salad dressing that's made with just olive oil right so i usually just make my own um and that's you know, if you ask at one of the fast food places, they should be able to provide you with that. With olive oil, yeah. Yeah, so that's one way that you can, and, you know, the vinegar itself is virtually no calories. It's a free food. So, yeah, so that freebies. would be one of the best things. No
0: to, points you know. in that, Johnny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, let's see, what else do we have? Well, at Panda Express, if you do, you know, some of the meats that aren't breaded and, like, deep fried, so you could do, like, a beef and broccoli, um, black pepper, chicken... And always try to pair it with a with a vegetable, maybe not so much of the rice and the noodles and all that stuff. You're that's looking so at hard. around 200 calories for just the meat, you know, that's not breaded and a vegetable. Um, so I, I know, you, you can have a little bit of the rice and you you know, know, measure the noodles it. and stuff, but the portion sizes that right. they're going to give you are going to be much larger than we would prefer you you have. Most so. times
0: it's half a cup in a sitting, right? You would measure half a cup yeah, for half a cup cooked. cooked. Yep. Yeah, I know. One cup one half a cup uncooked is a cup cooked. I know. Yeah. I could eat an entire cup. Let me
1: see. Um and then we have at Subway you can get a six inch turkey breast sandwich for around three hundred calories. Um just be careful with the dressings too, because 'cause they'll ask you if you want dressing and the it's more you so add, hard. yeah. The more it adds up.
0: Put so. olive oil on it. Olive, olive oil, oil on your sandwich is still that's a yeah. true Italian sandwich. hmm My father does it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so what are some of the others? I see you have, I, I'm looking down at what you guys did. I mean, this looks really, I mean, there's like, there are some healthier choices. Arby's, Aubameyang, there's got really great sandwiches. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and sometimes you can find a lower-fat um, soup. So right. an Aubameyang, uh-huh. um, tomato Florentine, low-fat soup, 80 calories. Mediterranean chicken salad, 350 calories. Thai chicken salad, 140 So, you know, you're not going to blow your whole, um, you know, the calories that you need for the day with just a meal right? um, if you just pick smarter choices. And usually when you go to these places, you can ask them for the nutrition facts. If it's not posted, they should be able to provide that for you. And another thing is just planning ahead, you know, and like you said, having something that you can make quickly at home and then still be able to run out and get all your shopping done. right? And a lot of times for that, you know, I would recommend doing like a crock pot recipe I love where crock when pot. you get home, it's already done. Right. You can eat, you can go, and you don't end up hitting up the fast food place on your way to the mall. Coach. So,
0: But you have to be careful with the crock pot um, thinking, too, with some of the meats that you put in a crock pot because it sits in that fat.
1: Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, you want to make leaner dishes. Yep. So even though your pulled pork recipe might call for a pork butt, you can use a pork tenderloin, and even though you know it sits in that crock pot all day, it's still going to be tender without all that fat.
0: And there is a great recipe for chicken thighs and a couple of chicken breasts that make a great pulled chicken.
1: There you go. There you go. Yeah. So I, I try that; it's good. The leaner meats can be tender, especially when they're cooked the right way. Johnny has a recipe. I well, think. Well, no,
3: I, I <laughs> you know, I heard this idea, which is great,
0: so it's not my idea, and I don't bake. But I'm told if you go to somebody's party where you bring a dish, bring something that you can eat. We were going to get to that now. Stop making, that. Johnny has a spoiler but alert. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: just thought.
0: Hey. We are definitely going to talk about that. Shannon, I want to reach out to you because you have a daughter who's younger. Yes. Yeah. You, how, you, how do you get your daughter to eat healthier at this time of year? And if you're at a mall at a food court, is it hard?
2: It's very hard. She's three. Oh, yeah. She <laughs> wants
0: all the good stuff.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's hard to get a three-year-old to eat healthy to begin with. Right. Um, you know, so the most that we can do is just try to set a good example and right. hope that she's going to follow what we're eating. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so – and and then you, you have to kind of pick and choose your battles as well. Um, you know, sometimes if you end up going – you know, to a certain place or, you know, you end up going through a drive through or anything like that, um, you know, we, we just don't really give her the choices. You know, she's going to get the apple slices or she's going to get the yogurt.
0: You know, it's so true. I know my my grandson has discovered donut holes. That is not good. <laughs> it is not good, and so every now the kid every,
2: loves the donut. oh, hole.
0: it's not a good thing, and you know yeah <laughs> it's one it, once in a while you do that treat for him, but you have to not have it in the house for sure
2: well, they, everybody has to know that it's it's a treat right and not the norm
0: it's not the norm
2: and and that's part of the thing in surviving the holidays too you mm-hmm. know, make sure that you you set, don't set habits for yourself. And expect them to continue after the holidays.
0: It's so true. You know, we have some ideas here, which I love. I know we did. You did this little thing on um, holiday eating survival tips. So I definitely want to get into those because I think those are really neat. But uh, one thing I, I wanted to say, and it's so true, when we cook for the holiday, I think one of the problems that we have is that then we have all these leftovers. So then we're so obligated to finish i know that we had a little brunch for my daughter on sunday for her birthday and i made this phenomenal french toast casserole and my poor husband i've been giving it to him every morning because i don't want to throw the rest of it out so that poor thing has been having a piece of french toast casserole every morning he's probably very happy yeah he is very happy tomorrow
3: he's getting his protein shake i know my husband would love that
0: oh but it's so true right you
3: have these leftovers it's just about portion though it is about portion, and you have to be really careful about that. And you, you can give those leftovers away. I mean, you know, have your little to-go containers and... Yeah, we tried Send that. your guests home <laughs> with all those good, Nobody yummy things. Nobody wants
2: it. They're like, oh, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> when I go, bring it to work, put it in the break room. That's, That's right. right. Eat it. it yeah. should
0: be a parting gift from every <laughs> holiday, right, at your house. So let's talk a little bit about these little survival tips, because I think the ones that you came up with, with are really great, and I think they're good tools for everyone. So I don't know, Sue, if you want to start. Well, I love no one's idea about the crock pot too just to get back
3: to that a little bit because Mm. I know when I get home from work and it's later in the day I am starving and that's when you have the temptation to just go and clean out the refrigerator and you know start nibbling on some cheese and crackers or some other things so bad it is it's It's not it's not a not a good thing No. but when you go out you want to start with your, your salads your veggies and you want to start out with those healthier things and they say that you should when you walk into a party that you should mingle. You should just start with talking to your friends and And don't go to the food first. don't go to the food first because then, you, you know, you start out eating. And before you go to the party, you should actually have a little a bit little of something some healthy to eat. food. And and as Johnny said, you know, bring that, those veggies, bring those veggies so you can or bring have a dish, healthy, you know, you can have, that's right? That's exactly right. Bring the things that you can have and be really careful about your beverages. I mean, the, you know, during that time of cheer, those hidden calories in the beverages really, really, really can uh, mm-hmm. do us under.
0: No, and what's the wise choice for alcoholic beverages this time of year? I mean, there are so many different, and I'm serious, you know, there's so many different types of concoctions out there martinis are the big thing Mm -hmm. and there there's always recipes on pinterest and online for all these fun holiday ones you don't want to say to someone don't do it but if they do truly one and done
1: yeah, I mean, some of these mixed drinks and the cock- holiday cocktails and stuff like that, that's where you can really get into some trouble. So, you know, if you want to have an alcoholic beverage, I would stick with something where we can actually measure what's in it and we know how many calories it has. So, you know, a typical glass of wine or a light beer is usually around 100 calories, whereas, you know, some kind of a, you know, holiday cocktail with like Baileys and all these other types of creamy things in it and chocolate drizzled, can be upwards of 600 calories.
0: And i got to do six miles for that, right, Shannon? There you
1: go. <laughs> think about that before you take a sip. I know. <laughs> right. Well, and they said
3: eggnog is over 200 calories as well, just mm-hmm. a, a cup. And a cup isn't very much when you really think about it. Right. So, um, And I think, really, we have to remember our water, you know? Keep right. Drinking our water, no yeah. matter what, because the water
0: really helps us, too. And it- well, How does the water help? I mean, we hear that. How does the water help, no one?
1: Well, I mean, if you think about volume, you know, mm-hmm. of the stomach, it sheer volume, you know, helps you to feel full. So right. the more you put in your stomach, the fuller you're going to be. Um, and water works the same way as food in a sense. So that's why sometimes you'll hear, you know, people say if you drink a glass of water before you eat your meal, you won't eat as much. And water, we all know, is zero calories. You know, it doesn't have anything in it. It's good for us. So. I mean, it's always a good idea to stay hydrated. And for every, you know, alcoholic drink you have, you should also drink a glass of water just Mm. to make sure that you stay hydrated. You have that
0: balance. Is sparkling water okay if some people just are not water drinkers?
1: Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it's still still water. It just has carbonation in it. I need bubbles. So that's fine. If that's how you get your fluids in, I'm not going to complain about that. You're not going to complain. What are some of the other
0: tips we have here? Because I think these are really good. Buffets. You guys talk about where the buffet. Why? Why is that? Well, well, (laughs) because I would think there's
3: more choices at a buffet. There are too many choices at a buffet. (laughs) And then you fill your dish. That's right. You you want to be very careful first of all about the choices that you're making, Mm -hmm. and then you don't want to overdo it. You don't want to and and just think about how many times you can go back in the line of the buffet. Yeah, that's true.
0: Mm-hmm. It, buffets can be very, very, very dangerous. I, I know that, you know, at Thanksgiving, we tend to set up a buffet. Mm-hmm. And I try to just take a little taste. And I'm full because my whole dish was full because there were so many choices. You think you're just taking a little bit, but. So if you add a buffet, how should you fill your dish? I know, start with the salad and let that take up your dish, but, (laughs) like, seriously.
1: Well, I would say, you know, using a smaller plate and what Sue just said, you know, tell yourself you can go back for more. So I would just sample a few things, try to get some vegetables, try to get some salad, you know, get your protein in. Maybe not, you know, don't overdo it with any, you know, starches that... Possibly may have added fats and, you know, cream or something like that to it. And then, you know, sometimes when we tell ourselves we're going to go back, it kind of, you know, justifies, you know, the feeling in the moment. But then after we eat that plate that may be smaller than what we would have typically portioned out for ourselves, we end up not going back because we realize we're actually full. Right. So I think that's a good way to pace yourself. And if you do want to go back, just, you know, like you said, watch the portions. And I mean, don't be overwhelmed by the fact that there's so much food. You can take leftovers home with you. So, you know, if you want to try something the next day, right. you don't try have to it. do it all at once. Um, and I think, you know, like you said before, portion size is key. So if you can use a smaller plate, you're probably going to eat less. If you use a big plate and you put a lot on it, right. you're going to try to finish your plate and you're going to eat way more than you intended to.
0: We talked about, and you kind of alluded to this, make sure you eat something before you go to a party or a holiday but don't skip meals too during the holiday time so make sure that you're eating and i'm sure that you share that with all of your your clients
1: yeah i can't tell you how many patients this week came in and told me that they you know skip they didn't eat anything all day on thanksgiving because they knew they were going to overeat at dinner time <laughs> well <laughs> you know i guess at the end of the day <laughs> that was yeah, you johnny. johnny did it too <laughs> sounds like but yeah at the end of the day you probably ended up consuming more calories in that one meal alone than you would have if you had you paced yourself out throughout you know the day because by the time the end of the day comes you're ravenous you right. want to eat everything in sight um and thankfully you know i love thanksgiving but i think that is the holiday where everything revolves around the meal. The meal. So, you know, getting back to what Sue said, it's best to just kind of focus on the true traditions of Christmas and, you know, Hanukkah and New Year's, which hopefully don't revolve completely around food. You know, we just. Do you
0: realize you live in the Greater Waterbury area where we have (laughs) many, many
1: Italians? (laughs) Have you ever been to Christmas
0: Eve? (laughs) Many cultures. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's tough. It
3: is tough. And I'm a grazer. Oh, that's my one of my faults. I mean, I'm a Mm -hmm. grazer, so that's really hard. I mean, you know, if it's out on the counter, you know, I'll I'll nibble on it. Oh yeah. So you have to be really careful of that because that handful of nuts, You have to have your little portion controls. You have to. Going, you know from uh, making those right choices mm-hmm. and uh, the chips yeah, you, you want to try to k- stay away from all those things and eat your carrot sticks, eat your John. carrots.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Shannon, one of the one of the survival tips that we have on our list is definitely exercise. So I know we've started and we've alluded to that but I you know my question is is if you're not a true exerciser, So you're not somebody that goes to the gym. What are your recommendations for people at holiday time? Because it may not be that you want to take on that regimen right now.
2: You don't necessarily have to say, I'm going to go and I'm going to do this for an hour. Because when you're insanely busy at this time of year, you know, an hour is a long time. And you're going to stress yourself out about it. And that's another thing that you want to try to you know avoid during holidays is try to avoid as much stress as you can. So if exercise is going to become stressful for you, it's going to be the first thing that you're going to cross off your list for the day. <laughs> so, so true. You know, keep in mind your metabolism. Um, you know, as Sue brought up before, you know, make sure that you're not, you know, n- skipping meals. Okay, because if you skip your meal, your body is going to say, well, I'm going to hold on to all my energy and I'm going to slow down my metabolism because you're not eating. Mm -hmm. So, you know, by starving yourself, you're actually hurting your metabolism. And then again, like we said, you know, you pile on all those calories. So you have to keep in mind, you know, keep in mind your metabolism and try to keep it as high as possible throughout the holidays. So that way you don't, you know, put on the pounds. So you don't have to join the gym. You know, it can go, you know, for a 10-minute walk here, a five-minute walk there. Um, You know, if you're watching TV and let's just say you're watching one of your shows. My Hallmark Get up and move during the commercials.
0: (laughs) Yes, it's so true. (laughs)
2: Um, One of the things that you can easily do if your balance is is decent, um, go to the mall, go to Target, go to Walmart, wherever you want to go. Go buy yourself a physio ball. Blow up the physio ball, sit on the ball while you're watching TV, or you can bounce, sit on the ball and bounce a little bit as you're watching TV, because that way at least everything's contracted. <laughs> um, people actually have, that I've seen in studies before, you can burn up to 300 calories an hour just sitting on the ball and bouncing. Get out. So you don't necessarily have to be sitting on your couch. If you want to sit there and watch your show, just bounce a little bit. I could eat I a Cinnabon. Your eyes for- will get used to the bouncing. you'll you'll, you'll be able to focus. All I right, all right. You. So
0: let's do the math. If I work eight hours in a day.
2: You still I could have, have a
0: Cinnabon. Cinnabon in the morning, and I could bounce the whole day, and it would be gone by nighttime. This is not let's make a deal wrong. <laughs> No, that's, that's,
2: that's Not quite how it works.
0: <laughs> Just testing the waters. Just testing um, the waters.
2: <laughs> but at least it's, it's something. You know, get up and take a walk as often as you can. During your lunch break, it's beautiful out this time of the year, right now especially. Mm, definitely. You know, go out, take a walk. Um, you know, even if it's just 10 minutes, every little bit is going to help this time of year. You're still burning calories. You're still making, making your metabolism a little bit higher. So, you know, right now get what you can get
3: and walk the stairs. Don't take the elevator. It's so true. Take the stairs. um, stairs. um, You know,
2: if you're the one that's hosting the party, Mm. you know, like we were saying the the, you know, the, the, the bad things about the buffet, you know, spread your food out, put, your punch on one table, put your dessert on one table, put your chips on one table, put your veggies hopefully on one table, put your fruits on another table. So people
0: have to walk around.
2: People have to walk around and it's also going to allow that time for your stomach to communicate to your brain that you're full, stop eating.
0: That's a great idea. And maybe put individual plates at each one of those stations Mm -hmm. so that people just eat that. That people
2: don't hover. You know, everybody wants to hang out in your kitchen.
0: Oh, I know. So, so, get true.
2: everybody out and mingling, get them talking that way they're not gonna you know consume as much. They'll be talking to each other and and people are gonna be moving. You have to walk from this table. you have to walk from this table. Hey, that was good. I'm gonna go try a little bit more of those celery sticks. yeah, hopefully. that's a great idea. so you're gonna walk to that table and it keeps people moving as well as being social.
0: That is a great idea. well, before we um kind of end this portion of the program and move on to we want to talk about our bariatric wellness program which is huge and you've done so much work on it i want to just recap and talk a little bit with the team about the do's and don'ts because these are kind of neat so i don't know sue if you want to start Well, I mean, most importantly, don't deprive yourself. You
3: know, you can have your little, as I call it, your no-thank-you helping, you know, just your little taste. But you have to be really careful about that because no one shared with us. She had a little PowerPoint presentation, and she told us how many calories those little no-thank-you helpings add up to. Um, So, again, you have to be very, very mindful. Um, Don't feel guilty if you have a... Uh, you know, you a go somewhere day. and, yeah, you know, you 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 know, you have, you go to that Italian bakery and you have all that cannoli cake and you enjoy that moment.
0: Um, just rem- know what you did and you get back on there. You know, that's a great point because I remember seeing a video one time and, and I, it, I'll quote, it was a Weight Watchers video, I'll never forget this, and it showed a woman who subconsciously didn't realize she was picking at a, a package of Danish while she was talking on the phone. And she prepared her meal before she got on the phone. She got her portions all set, and she was going to cook her, and she was going to heat her meal up. And then while she was on the phone, she took a little nibble. She took a little, by the time the conversation was done, the entire Danish box was empty. But what it told you to do was, okay, you made a mistake, but still eat your healthy meal, because that's what you should have been eating. That's what you should have focused on. So yeah. if you make a mistake, I guess the point is, if you make a mistake, you can stay right back on track. You can. And mm-hmm. don't buy danishes by the box. <gasps> right. <laughs> you're supposed to cut those ahead of time, too. If you buy those you right are. now, and I was That's told that, look said. at what the portion is, and then cut them ahead of time so yeah. that if you treat yourself, so you're just not cutting a block. Off. Right.
3: Or the right. donut
2: holes. Those are really easy to pop.
3: The
0: donut holes
3: I are know. not good. <laughs> but when I make cookies now, I put I make little packages, and I, you know, put... Put them away in the freezer. That's a good idea. So you know, you're just taking out so many. Know, so your little treats. But mm-hmm. um, So you're not overeating. You don't have that whole big container sitting in front of you, right. tempting you all the time. And I think that that's what happens after the holidays, too, because everybody brings you a tray of cookies, and you you know how much it costs them and how many hours it took for them to bake. And then what do you do with them? And Shannon, like you said, I mean, bring them into the break room at work afterwards. Everyone will definitely, definitely <laughs> enjoy them. Mm-hmm. But you can make little portions and little packages and put them in the freezer and The The cookies are bad. Let's talk
1: about (laughs) baking cookies at home. Because I know there's some people out there who are cookie dough lovers. (gasps) Me being one of them, I know it's not necessarily the safest thing to do. But when you're baking cookies, and I think this is one of the things that was in that PowerPoint that Sue was talking about where it was like, Titled tiny tastes add up throughout the holiday they season. Add up all day when you're baking cookies. Though you, you taste a little bit of the dough maybe left over the scraps around the side of the cookie cutter. Then when you're done baking them, you're gonna sample them. And if this is early in the day, you're preparing these later on for a party. You know then you're gonna put them out for the party anymore. So I guess the take home message with that PowerPoint that we're actually gonna show our support group on Monday is that you know you don't have to. Fall victim to all the samples and the taste tests and the freebies everywhere you go during Ooh, the course of the day. when you go to Costco, it's not good. It's a Costco, trap. Costco, BJ's, <laughs> bad. Don't have to try everything there. Bad,
0: <laughs> it's bad, it's
1: so bad. Yeah, you take the kids in there and you're like, hey, lunch. And some of yeah, those yeah. things are probably things you would never buy, right? No, it's so true. But it's free, and you're gonna. I mean, taste really, it.
0: where would you go somewhere where they're offering mashed potatoes in a little cup, and you're gonna eat? A- who would taste that? <laughs> They're really bad now. They have some kind of fudge going on there. Oh, and they're making you taste it. No, it's, not, it's not good they they, they really force you mm-hmm.
3: yeah, and you have to be very careful because people do. can really like want to knock you over just to try just to, to get, get to those samples too, so just be really careful when you get no near those
0: little areas, but it's such a it's good like, point you should just have to and if you go in there with what you're supposed to be doing and fall mm-hmm. you know eat something or drink something before you go into those types of stores right you're going to be you're going to be better armed
1: and I don't know about you guys, but when i'm you know In my typical routine and I go to work, I think I eat healthier during, you know, the day because I have my snacks and I have my fruit and I have my routine. But, you know, we tend to take some time off around the holidays, so it's best to try to stick to that routine. So just because you're home, you know, and there's donut holes and danishes and leftover things from the night before a party doesn't mean you have to eat that for breakfast. You know, you can still stick to your healthier routines during the day. And if you choose to, you know, indulge, maybe just have it be once, you know, at nighttime. That's when I, that's when I like to have a dessert. If I'm gonna have a dessert, I save it for the end of the day because that's how I enjoy it most. But, you know, just trying to make those stay on schedule and try to make those smarter decisions through the majority of the day.
0: I know that what my daughter does with my grandson is she packs snacks if we're going to be out and about. And we should be doing that for ourselves when we're out shopping at Christmas, right? Mm -hmm. Pack snacks for ourselves. Pack a
1: snack that's, you know, high in protein, even if you have to, you know, take a little cooler with you and throw a Greek yogurt in there. You can eat it in your car in between shopping, you know, in between stores. You know what I do?
0: I have frozen bananas with peanut butter in the freezer. Mm -hmm. So I make those and I put them in the freezer and then I take them out and I put them in my bag. So if I'm out doing something, I have some nuts, I have a peanut butter and it's That's filling mm-hmm. and it's, you know, and at least it's something healthy before. So That's I do yeah. something bad. And there's plenty of protein bars and
3: things like that that are out there. But again, you have to be, be very, careful. very careful because a lot of those things are really loaded up with sugar. Mm-hmm. So um, read your labels, read your labels. Yes. What
0: should they be looking for in a protein bar?
1: Well, in a protein bar, so there's definitely, you know, a ton of them out there. So I usually tell my patients, try to look for ones that are less than 200 calories Mm -hmm. um, that are high in protein. So I would consider anything high in protein, you know, maybe 10 to 15 grams, anything over that would be great. And then look at the sugar content. Look at the carbohydrates. If the sugar is anything over, you know, the in the double digits, right. probably too high. Yeah. So, you know, and if all those things are in check, if the, you know, the carbs are low, the sugar is low, the protein is high, you should be pretty good to go. The fat can sometimes be an issue, but right. I think we're more concerned about the sugar in most and most of carbs. those.
0: Yeah. I was told that if you look at a two to one ratio, is that true between carb and protein? Two to one ratio. So if the carbs are, so say your, so say your proteins are ten, mm-hmm. the carbs shouldn't be more than twenty.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've actually never heard that, but that sounds about right. Right, you know. it's more of a balance. Yeah, so there's not so much. Right. Some,
0: a, a, a dietitian long ago taught me that, or told me okay. that. I didn't yeah. know if that was true or not.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of times patients will tell me, or just in passing, people right. will tell me, oh, I have a protein bar. And I'll say, oh, really? What is it? And we'll look at it, and it'll have three grams of protein and 35 grams of carbs so that's that ratio is totally out of whack right yeah right right (laughs) so it's not really a protein bar at all it's a carb bar that's what i tell them
0: (laughs) we are going to uh, take just a quick break so we can regroup and when we come back we are going to bring shannon in and talk more about our bariatric wellness program we will be back in just a minute Everyone, welcome back. Robin Sills, medically speaking, and we are medically speaking tonight from St. Mary's Hospital with our Crackerjack team of Super and Journey, Noah Beebe, and Shannon Newman, who is calling us live via Oxford. Which I thought she was up in the northwest corner, but. Hi, Shannon, you still with us? I am. We are going to um, continue our program. We started out talking about holiday eating and exercise, and some of the things that we can do to maintain holiday wellness, as we're calling it tonight. And we want to turn the program just a little bit um, to talk about a pro- new program that we have started at St. Mary's Hospital. It's another wellness program, but it pretty much goes hand-in-hand with holiday wellness. It is our new bariatric wellness program at St. Mary's Hospital. And I'm going to let Sue kick it off, and then Sue's going to kick it to Shannon. Now, again, Sue Bernjourney is a clinical manager, and she is a coordinator of our bariatric program. We have Shannon Newman with us, and Shannon is an exercise physiologist for our cardiac rehab department. And we have Noam Beebe with us, who is a registered dietitian at St. Mary's Hospital, and she provides us most of the clinical support for our bariatric program and works a lot with our patients. So, Again, we're going to talk about the Bariatric Wellness Program, and I'm going to let Sue kick that off on how this started. Well,
3: as many of you have might have heard in the past, you know we do have a, a wonderful bariatric program at St. Mary's Hospital, which we're very proud about. It's a fully accredited program, and we have three surgeons who currently do our bariatric surgery, Dr. Aziz Ritchie, who is the director of the program, Dr. Shady Macaroon, and Dr. Shohan Shetty. And we have a lot of programs that have been focused around that because we want to make sure we have a, we call it a multidisciplinary approach and we want everyone to succeed and do well. Uh, And part of that, we're very excited to implement a new exercise program. And we wanted to develop a program that people could come to and feel comfortable with us. It's very difficult to go to the gym and... First of all, not even know what you're supposed to do when you go to the gym, and you don't have anybody really uh, watching out for you or making sure that uh, you're doing things the proper way. In many instances, you're you're there by yourself. Uh, you know, so um, in, we were able to develop this program and. Shannon will talk more about the, uh, and it's in our cardiac rehab area. So there are nurses there, and Shannon, who's our exercise physiologist, and, uh, you know, they they actually do an evaluation and make sure that, because everybody has different abilities and capabilities. So, Shannon, actually, I'm going to let you talk a little bit about that and, and how you assess people when they first come in.
2: Well, um Basically what we do is we are a uh, by-physician referral. <clears throat> so um, when you come into our program, the first thing that we do is we're going to do an evaluation on you. And what we do at that point is we go over your medical history. <clears throat> we go over your list of medications. Because everything that you're going to do is dependent on, you know, your heart rate. It's going to be dependent on your blood pressure. It's going to, you know, what your medications are. And that's going to make a big difference. Um, difference on what your exercise is going to be so then um <clears throat> the nurses will actually do an assessment on you and it's a it's a beautiful thing to exercise when there's nurses around yes um you know <laughs> every time you walk through that door when you're part of our program you have a nurse that's looking at you okay and maybe they're not going to sit there and just go like you know what what you know can you see what your eye's doing you know um, how you feeling today, you know, but we get to know everybody. And, you know, if we, you come in and your color's a little bit off, uh, you know, we're going to notice. So, you know, we get to know you during that one-on-one evaluation. And then what my part of it is is we establish a program with the wellness patient. Um, and I tell all of my patients all the time, like, this is your program. We are here for guidance we're here for our expertise, we're here for safety, and, you know, we're here for our advice and everything else, but you have to like what you're doing. So mm-hmm. we are going to create a program that's going to be based on your your strengths, your orthopedics. If you have a bad back, that's fine, we'll work with it. If you have bad knees, that's perfect, we'll work with it. Mm-hmm. Um, bad shoulders, yep, we'll do that too. Mm-hmm. So... You know, we go over everything. We make sure that we create a program that's based on your goals, it's based on your flexibility, it's based on what you want to get out of it. If you said to me, Shannon, my drive is terrible, not only do I want to be healthy, but I need you to help me with my golf swing, I'm going to give you exercises that are not only, you know, wellness-oriented, but that's going to help your golf swing a little bit. So, you know, we're going to make sure that your program is individualized to what you want, what you need and what your doctor is telling us that you need.
0: Now Shan, let me let me ask you a question. So you made a great point because when we talk about you know, our bariatric patients, we're looking at a population that, you know, you think that that's their only healthcare issue, but, no. you know, they, a lot of them, you know, if they are overweight, they do have those knee problems, those hip problems, those, mm-hmm. you know, back problems. So, you know, that does come into play when you're designing a program. I'm sure you see a lot it, of that.
2: It does. And so does, um, you know, diabetes. hmm Um, You know, we're going to check your sugar while you're exercising. That way we can make sure that, you know, your sugar is staying stable. A lot of patients have blood pressure problems, um, you know, or overweight patients. We're going to, you know, make sure that we're monitoring your blood pressure as well during exercise. We're going to watch your heart rate. We're going to watch your oxygen concentration because some people, when they're carrying a little bit more weight, especially in the abdominal area, they're going to get shortness of breath. Mm -hmm. So we're going to watch that as well. So it's not just coming in and hopping on the treadmill. It's now, going to be a detailed program specifically for them and their risk factors.
0: Now, the patients that you see, are these patients post-surgery, or can they be patients that are coming to go to the support group and they want to start the wellness program, and their doctors can refer them in to meet with no one and maybe exercise too? Before and after. Mm-hmm. I mean, we really want to capture anyone who feels
3: that they could benefit from our program. Um, Optimization mm-hmm. is is the key and and having it's amazing i mean we did we the last class that we had several people at shannon and was with me and and the people that were participating were actually so excited because they were able, first of all that nobody was judging them while they right. were there, which is a very big thing it is a big and thing. that they were having so much fun together, and it was really very social oh that's great.
2: And, and the, it's nice because when, you, when you're when you part of a close-knit group, you know, you're going to get to know each other. Right. And you watch out for each other. And then there's also a sense of responsibility. Well, if I don't go, then, you know, Robin's not, you know, right. she's going to miss me. Right. So I need to go because right. otherwise she's going to be wondering where I am.
0: It's like a support group within your support it's, group, right? Mm-hmm.
2: It, it is. And, you know, we want to also, if, you can, if you're seriously thinking about having some type of surgery... You want to start the exercise before, too, because not only are you creating a healthy habit, you've already established yourself with us, so you know who you're going to be coming back to, and we're going to keep tabs on you and make sure that you're making the changes that you need to, but also it's going to make your recovery so much easier if your strength is higher, if your endurance is higher and everything else. So that will make not only, you know, you won't, you'll already have healthy habits, but then your surgery is going to go much more successfully too.
0: You know, it's funny. I was with Dr. Shetty today. We were meeting with another physician who's one of our surgeons, as we just mentioned, and he said something to me that caught my attention. He said to me that he's met with a couple of patients that thought they were candidates for the program, but they weren't candidates, but he's able to put them in the wellness portion to help get them back on track. So meeting with no one and getting them involved in the exercise program, is that true?
1: Yeah, we, I mean, we see a bunch of patients who, you know, they can't quite qualify for the surgery for whatever reason, but right. they're there for the same purpose as the bariatric patients. Right. They're there to better their health. So, right. you know, we work with them closely, whether they're, going to have the bariatric surgery or not right
0: now we unfortunately don't have a ton more time so i want to make sure we hit on a couple of things in regards to the bariatric wellness program i know right now it's not covered by insurance but maybe we talk about what that fee is Right? Yes. Uh,
3: Actually, they're doing the program Tuesdays and Thursdays Mm -hmm. from 7 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. We want to try to capture the people that are getting up really early, getting their kids off to school or, you know, whatever, or going to work and, you know, getting that... So that way you can start your day, and then also at from between one o'clock and three o'clock in the afternoon That's on great. Tuesdays and Thursdays again, and the fee for that is it is fifty dollars a month, which is really cheap. It is really cheap, fifty when you think dollars about a month. It. I mean, when you th- when you think about how much you would pay if you um, had a lot of the gym memberships, I know you can get the- some of them extremely affordably. But you have
0: to pay extra for a trainer, and you, you have, have to to pay a registered you, you have a you know you have a exercise physiologist there as well as a registered a nursing nurse. support. Yeah, it's just the the program is so comprehensive. Yes,
1: and having those set times I think makes you more accountable because you know I know when I take an exercise class, right? I'm gonna go every Tuesday at six. 'Cause I right. paid for that. Right. But if it's just a general gym membership, sometimes it can you can slide and right. you know let a couple of weeks go by and not even go. Right. It's so true. Yeah.
2: But we're also as part of the wellness program too, we're gonna, you know, show you, you know, the results too. So, yeah, that's so important. You know, we can consistently check your strength. We can consistently check your flexibility. So a couple of months down the road, you can say, you know what, Shannon, you know, I'm feeling stronger. Prove it to me. And we'll redo all the testing that we did on your first day. And we'll show you all the progress that you've made
0: That's so, so that great. you can see
2: too
0: so how does someone find out about this what do we do first well if you go to our website um, the
3: information about our program is on our website if you would like to get more information on the exercise piece if you call 203-709-6202 uh, leave a message talk to one of the staff and we will get your information and we will get of uh, the necessary referral paper out to you. As Shannon mentioned before, we do want you to see get a referral just from your primary care physician or surgeon or whoever is your caregiver just for that person to say yes you know you're okay to do this procedure or, you know I really just kind of want them to do low impact or be be mindful that you know the right
0: shoulder is a little bit of a problem or whatnot, not so, which is so important I mean it's so important for any exercise program to yes. make sure you see a physician first Absolutely. and get medically cleared for anything I think that we neglect to do that and we think that we're beyond that or above that um, but also for you I want to make sure that we give out the number for the bariatric support